What up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Saturday, October 10th, episode number 125. I'm on Twitter at Fantasy Knockout, also on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. I am excited for today's show. It's the week five start sit show. Who are we confident uh, this week? Who are we not? Who are we worried about? Announcements. So this is the last week. This is the last week for the hashtag knockout giveaway. You have until October 11th, which is tomorrow, uh, to get in all your entries for that signed Kenny Galladay jersey. Don't miss out on that. Are you looking for accurate rankings? Well, guess what? So week four, I was 97th. Not that good, not that good this week. Um, and for the season to date, I'm currently 56 overall. But on the bright side, uh, I'm number two on kicking for the kickers and 16th on the defense. So, hey, kudos there. Um, I try to be as accurate as possible. I know I don't always get everything right. Uh, but for the most part, we're doing pretty well this year. So if you have a question for the show, then head on over to fantasyknockout.com for all your fantasy football needs. Thursday night recap. So Tom Brady fell to Nick Foles again and appeared to lose count of downs on the final play. Uh, and the Chicago Bears beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20-19 after Cario Santos kicked a 30-yard field goal with about a minute 17 remaining. So player stats, Tom Brady, quarterback of the Bucks, he had 253 yards and a touchdown for 14.12 points. Not so good. Ronald Jones, the running back there, he had 106 yards rushing, three receptions for 19 yards for 14 points. Not bad. Mike Evans, receiver, five receptions, 51 yards, and a touchdown for 12.6. So he lived up to expectations. Then the tight ends, Cameron Brait, he had one reception for three yards and a touchdown for 6.9 points. Not bad. Uh, Gronk, uh, he had three receptions, 52 yards for 6.7 points. Hmm. Quarterback Nick Foles on the other side, Chicago, 243 yards, one touchdown, one interception for 12.62 points. Nobody was starting him. Running back David Montgomery, this is a bummer because I sat him in all my leagues. Um, he got the touchdown. He had 29, 29 rushing yards, eh, uh, one touchdown, seven receptions for 30 yards. So he didn't do well on the yardage part, but the touchdown is what saved him, 15.4 points. Wide receiver Allen Robinson of Chicago. 10 receptions, 90 yards, 14 points. Solid game for him. Tight end Jimmy Graham, 3 receptions, 33 yards, and a touchdown, 10.8 points. Ready to talk some news? News with views. All right, so to start it off, there has been some rescheduling of games. So the Buffalo-Tennessee game has been moved to Tuesday. So we got some Tuesday night football. Uh, the Denver-New England game has been moved to Monday. So we got two Monday games. And then the Buffalo-Kansas City game, which is in week six, they're moved to, that they, That was supposed to be a Thursday game. They've been moved to Sunday. So they moved that Thursday back, uh, giving Buffalo, since they're playing Tuesday, more time to prepare. Uh, so quarterback, Justin Herbert out of the Chargers. He has been named the Chargers starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Good job. Kudos to you. Good news. Um, head coach Mike Vrabel out of Tennessee. So the reports say that the Titans broke COVID protocols 
by holding an informal workout after the league closed their facility due to the COVID outbreak. Um, we'll have, we're basically just have to wait and see what the NFL is going to do as far as the punishment should be coming down. Um, the New York Jets, they uh, presumably had a positive COVID test on Friday morning. It was false positive. So their game is on time. Um, staying with the Jets, quarterback Sam Darnold will not start this week. Joe Flacco is going to get the nod. So start your Arizona Cardinals defense. Uh, quarterback Dwayne Haskins out of Washington. He's also gotten benched, so Kyle Allen's going to get the start over Alex Smith there in Washington. And then the New England, Tennessee, um, they have reported no new positive COVID tests as far as Friday. So those games are on the scheduled time on the Monday and Tuesday game. So real quick, caution, caution. I urge you guys caution on the Buffalo-Tennessee game because if there is one more positive test, from Tennessee, the NFL is most likely going to cancel this game, probably making them forfeit the game. Um, so it will be risky to start any of these players. Um, I'd make sure I'd have options on my bench just in case, and then wait as long as possible before the game Sunday before you make your decisions. Um, I personally have like Josh Allen in one league. I went and picked up Kirk Cousins for insurance. Um, I also have A.J. Brown and Jonu Smith in another league. And I made sure to pick up an extra tight end, and I have Brown in my flex so that I can swap him out if I need to. What's spreading quick and makes you sick, infecting everyone? Corona, Corona, the virus infecting us all. Corona, Corona, you cough and shake and fall. All right, some COVID news. I love that song. Uh, so we're just going to go over some players that are currently on the COVID list. Uh, quarterback is Cam Newton. He is going to miss this week. Uh, tight end is McCole Pruitt out of Tennessee. Nobody was playing him. Uh, wideouts is Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys on Tennessee. So if you have them, bench them. They are not playing. Running backs, Reichwell Armstead. He is still on that COVID list from Jacksonville. But, you know, it's James Robinson's role there in Jacksonville. And then Kahari Blanching. I don't know how to pronounce it. He's a running back for Tennessee. He is also on the COVID list. Let's move on to in and out. In and out. All right, so we're going to start off with running backs. Actually, so these players are guys that are questionable or have had injury nicks throughout the week. And you guys are just wondering, are they going to be in? Should I start them? This is my take. I am using my educational guess here on whether they're going to be in or out and then whether to start flex or sit them. So start with the running backs. Cam Akers out of Los Angeles with the Rams. He's got the ribs injuries. He's going to be in. I would flex him. I still wouldn't. I don't, I don't want to trust him just yet. Joe Mixon out of Cincinnati. He's got the shin issue. He's in. Start Joe. I like him a lot. Uh, Raheem Mostert out of San Francisco. He's got the knee injury. He's a game time decision. I think he's going to play. Um, I don't know how well or effective he is. I like McKinnon a lot better in this game. And then Zach Moss out of Buffalo. He's at the toe issue. He's going to be in. I'd sit him. Uh, tight ends. Noah Fant out of Denver. He's got the angle injury. He's a game time decision. I think he's going to be out. Uh, I don't expect him to come back that quick after that ankle. I'd like to see him one more week or so. Uh, Jared Cook out of New Orleans. He's got the groin injury. Groin injury. Uh, he's a game time decision. I think he's in. Mark Andrews out of Baltimore. He's at the thigh, thigh thing. He's in. Start start Andrews. David Njoku out of Cleveland. He's got the knee issue. He's supposed to be in. I'd sit him. I don't trust the, the tight ends there. 
Uh, some quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, he popped up on the injury report this week. He's out of Baltimore. He's had a knee and illness. Um, he's in. Start start Lamar. Drew Locke out of Denver. He's had the shoulder issue. He's out. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo out of San Francisco. He's got had that ankle injury. He's in, but I'm going to sit him. Uh, Sam Darnold, he's out. We've already said he's got the shoulder issue. All right, some wideouts to look at. Michael Thomas out of New Orleans. He's battling with that ankle injury. He is a game-time decision. I think he starts. I think he plays. Um, and right now I have him in my lineup. I would play him just because I think they will lean on him. Um, I would like to see him sit one more week and then have his bye and really be healthy next uh, what week seven. But um, I think Thomas plays. So Julio Jones out of Atlanta, the hamstring. He's a game-time decision. I think he's out. Calvin Ridley, same team, Atlanta. He's got the thigh and knee issue. He hasn't practiced all much this week. He is in, start him. Juju Smith-Schuster, Pittsburgh, he's got the knee injury. Uh, he's in, start him. A.J. Brown out of Tennessee, um, he's got the knee issue, hasn't played uh, in a couple weeks. He's in, I would start him. John Brown out of Buffalo. Uh, again, these are these Tennessee and Buffalo game. Caution, caution. Uh, so John Brown, he's got the calf issue. He's in, I'd flex him if you need him. Debo Samuel out of San Francisco. He's been having an illness. He's in. I'd flex him. Mike Williams from the Chargers. He had a hamstring injury. He's a game-time decision. I think he plays. Uh, Henry Ruggs out of Vegas. He's had a hamstring injury. He's in. I'd sit him. Alshon Jeffrey out of Philly. Foot and illness. He's out. Brashard Perryman out of the Jets. Ankle injury. He's out. And Deshaun Jackson out of Philly. Hamstring there. He's out as well. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Main event. All right, so teams on by this week is Green Bay and Detroit. So if you have any of those players, get them out of your lineups. Put them on your bench. Um, Sunday morning games, they're all normal. Sunday afternoon games, we've got three of them. Sunday night is the Minnesota-Seattle. Tuesday is the Buffalo-Tennessee game, like I said. Monday night, we got two, Denver and New England, and the Chargers and New Orleans. All right, let's talk some players to start and sit. Uh, guys that we're not sure about, you know, should we flex them or not? Um, let's give you some confidence in some quarterbacks to start. Kyler Murray out of Arizona. Murray has thrown five interceptions through four games. His rushing totals are covering up some of his serious inefficiency in the passing game. Uh, but for fantasy managers, we don't really care how he gets the points. Um, he, he needs to start being more efficient through the air, though. Uh, the Jets are a team that presents an opportunity for him to do just that. Knowing the Cardinals' run game is really struggling, I think Murray is a stable quarterback one this week. Uh, and then Daniel Jones is the other one. The Cowboys are allowing an 8% touchdown rate. Uh, matchups like this are ones that had fantasy managers uh, believing that Jones could be a breakout star. Um, as he told 28 fantasy points um, in games against Washington, the Bucks, uh, the Jets, the Lions last year, all teams who ranked in the bottom 15 um, against the pass. It's tough to say Jones is a can't miss play this week, but if there ever were a week to play him, this would be it, as the Cowboys have allowed at least 38 points to each of their last three opponents. Quarterbacks that I'm fading on, guys that I don't want to play. Uh, Joe Burrow out of Cincinnati. He has thrown for 300-plus yards in three straight games. He's thrown the ball at least 36 times in each of those games, and that's going to be the case for much of the season, given the state of their defense. 
Unfortunately, a lot of pass attempts may not save his fantasy day against the Ravens defense. The Ravens haven't allowed a top 12 performance to a quarterback. They're a tough matchup, and Burrow is just a low-end quarterback too this week. And my other guy is Carson Wentz out of Philly. He's consistently missing throws he typically typically makes and is aiming the ball rather than just simply throwing it. The offensive line woes are part of the issue, uh, but he's the biggest problem right now. The Steelers have generated a sack on 12.3% of opposing dropbacks, so the offensive line troubles are going to rear their ugly head. We know the floor is disastrous here, and the ceiling is non-existent, so find another streamer this week. Running backs that I like this week, we're going to go off with Kareem Hunt out of Cleveland. Based on where he's been contacted at or around the line of scrimmage and the eight-man fronts he's seen, which is 30% of the time, Hunt should have been expected to average just 3.3 yards per carry rather than the 5.5 he's seeing now. Sure, they gave Johnson uh, 13 carries last week, but they were winning and it was a blowout and Hunt missed practice almost the entire week with his groin injury. So why push it? Hunt should be considered a solid start this week, but given his new role and the 18-plus touches he should receive, you're starting him as a low-end RB1 this week. Antonio Gibson's my other guy that I like. This is unfortunately a timeshare, um, though we're getting closer to Washington to really realize that Gibson should be the full-time running back. Um, you know, with McKissick there getting giving him his uh, like a breather. The Rams haven't been a bad matchup for running backs to this point as they've allowed a top 16 running back in three of their four games. Uh, It's to the point where Gibson is about to enter a low-end RB2 conversation weekly. All right, some running backs I'm fading. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, It's been hard on Taylor to this point, as I don't think he's creating a whole lot on his runs, but rather getting what's blocked. And times, not even that. Uh, Taylor should net 18-plus touches in this game and be played as a mid-running back too. Not the top 10 running back we've expected him to be, but he might finally live up to expectations this week. We'll see. Joshua Kelly is the other running back. So with Austin Eckler out for a while, it'll be Kelly and Jackson fighting for opportunity. Kelly is underperformed based on how many defenders have been in the box and where he's been contacted at or near the line of scrimmage. It's been the third worst running back in terms of rushing over expectation. Kelly should be considered a high-end running back three this week in a brutal matchup. Whiteouts. Uh, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the beginning of the season hasn't been a, been the breakout fantasy managers were hoping for. And what might be the saddest part of all is that Brown is getting the opportunity. His target share is 26%, which is really all you can ask for, as only a handful of receivers hit that mark every year. The Bengals have allowed 15 plays of 20-plus yards through four weeks, which ranks as the fifth most in the league. Hollywood is an upside wide receiver three who's not living up to expectations, but when he goes off, you won't want to miss it. And I'm calling for him to make it right this week. Uh, C.D. Lamb is the other uh, receiver I like. He's from Dallas. He's now caught at least five passes and totaled at least 59 yards in every game, making him a safer play than most slot-heavy receivers. It surely helps that Prescott has thrown for 450-plus yards in three straight games. 
CD has outproduced Gallup in three of those four games and should be in lineups as a wide receiver three. Though we must expect a dip once Prescott kind of comes back down to earth. Uh, Wideouts that I'm sitting or fading, um, T.Y. Hilton out of the Colts. So thanks to J.J. Zacharyson, here are are Hilton's fantasy finishes over the last nine games. 58th, 64th, 58th, 61st, 38th, 50th, 87th, 56th, and 76th. That's not good. You can't say he's a lock for much of anything. So we have to keep him in the wide receiver four territory until he gets back on track. Then A.J. Green out of Cincinnati. He's the other one I'm fading this week. You won't know it by looking at the production, but Green has seen 33 um, targets through four games, which ranks 10th amongst wide receivers. That's the reason to hold out hope. But that's about it. On those targets, he's totaled a minuscule 119 yards and not even a single touchdown. Every other player who has seen at least 27 targets has totaled at least 234 yards. Still, it's probably best to sit green on the bench until he shows he can regain his old form. All right, some tight ends that I would uh, like to start this week is Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams. Where would he be without his three-touchdown game against the Eagles? Outside of that game, he's not topped three catches for 40 yards in a single game. That's a problem for his reliability as an every-week tight end one. Washington has allowed the fourth most fantasy points per target to tight ends as they've already allowed five touchdowns to them. He should be considered a mid to low tight end one this week in a good matchup. And then Greg Olson is my other tight end. Olson has snagged five catches in back-to-back games on 13 targets. He's playing with an MVP front runner in a matchup where the week's highest over-under line is at 57 and a half. While he hasn't scored a touchdown since week one, he saw three red zone targets last Sunday. Olsen is not particularly a pretty play, but he's still a bit safer than like a Logan Thomas. And then tight end stun on fading sitting. Austin Hooper out of Cleveland. We talked about Hooper being a solid play last week against the Cowboys, and it worked out. As he was targeted a season high seven times and turned them into five receptions, 34 yards, and a touchdown. So don't go thinking last week's performance will carry over to this week. The Colts have been absolutely ridiculous against tight ends a quarter through the season. Hooper is someone you may be able to stream in a good matchup or when the Browns are supposed to be in a shootout. But this game is opposite of that. And then my last one is Mo Cox out of the Indianapolis Colts. So among tight ends with 10 plus targets, Allie Cox is the number one tight end in yards per route run at 4.04, while the closest to him is George Kittle at 2.99 yards per route run. Uh, In Burton's first game back as a Colt, he essentially ran just as many routes in a game as Mo Allie Cox. Uh, Burton also saw five targets in his first game, where Cox has five over the last two combined games. This is clearly a mess. Uh, Based on what we saw last week, Burton might be the tight end to roster moving forward there in in Indianapolis. Though Allie Cox is the one who's been the best, it really stinks to say in a great matchup, but avoid him until we have a clearer picture.
starts of the week. The quarterback start of the week is Teddy Bridgewater out of Carolina. The Falcons are making their opposing quarterback look like a slightly better Patrick Mahomes. They've given up at least 30 points in all four losses. They also gave up a combined 307 passing yards and four touchdowns to Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles in week three. This matchup makes Bridgewater an ideal week five streamer. My other quarterback is Drew Brees, telling everyone to sit a legendary quarterback against the Chargers. It didn't end well last week. Tom Brady tossed five touchdowns against them, so Brees should get this—he should get his star wideout and Michael Thomas back, and I'll trust him to be a top 10 quarterback this week. Uh, my running backs, James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's now told 74 of the 88 running back touches available in this backfield, including four of the five targets available last week. That's rare error and something we don't see anymore. The only running back who's averaged more yards per route run uh, than Robinson on the season is Alvin Kamara. Robinson is a game scripts uh, proof workhorse who's going against a bottom five defense against the running backs. He should be in lineups as a low end running back one this week. And then Jarek McKinnon is my other running back start of the week. We must assume it's McKinnon's backfield after he tallied 67 snaps compared to just six for Wilson. It's not like McKinnon did anything to lose the job. Um, either as he racked up 97 total yards and a touchdown against a tough Eagles defense. I won't pretend that McKinnon may share the workload in a projected blowout, uh, but he's still a solid running back to start this week as long as Mostert's held out. Uh, wide receiver Robbie Anderson out of Carolina. He now ranks number three in yards per route run coming into week, uh, week five, but only behind Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. He leads the Panthers in targets at 34, receptions at 28, yards at 377, and touchdowns with one. Uh, the Falcons secondary as a whole is a mess, and it shows in the numbers, um, as they are allowing a collective 9.79 yards per target to wide receivers. Anderson should be in lineups as a borderline wide receiver too at this point. And my other wideout to start this week is Justin Jefferson out of Minnesota. So through four weeks, Jefferson leads the league in yards per route run at 3.7. Uh, he's now in a full-time role, and it's leading to fantasy points. The Seahawks have allowed 336.3 yards per game, two wide receivers alone. Um, you could make the case for him to be played as a top 24 uh, wideout this week. And then my tight ends to start, Evan Ingram out of the New York Giants. So typically, you just follow the targets at tight end and everything just kind of sorts out itself. Unfortunately, that has not been the case with Ingram, who ranks third in tight end targets at 30, but eighth in receptions with 17, and 20th in yards with 131, and last in touchdowns. Still hasn't scored yet. Uh, we should expect a low tight end one game out of Ingram. If he decides to be efficient, he can do damage in this matchup. I'm calling for this to be his get right game. Otherwise, we just cut bait on him. And my last tight end that I like this week is Hunter Henry out of the Los Angeles Chargers. Things have been going well for, Hen for Henry this year. Though week four was certainly a hiccup when he saw just three of Herbert's 25 pass uh, attempts, netting just two catches for 39 yards, the Saints as a whole have allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends. Henry should still see six plus targets in this game and be played as a middling tight end one. 
Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, the next show we have is Week 6, Waiver Wire. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. And whatever platform you're on, leave a rating and review. Also, don't forget to get in those final entries to win a signed Kenny Galladay jersey at FantasyKnockout.com. Hashtag Knockout Giveaway. All right. Till next time. See ya. See ya.